How's it going today, guys? Another episode of Hot Takes with TP3. Today is May uh, 25th, 2018. I'm actually back home in Johns Creek doing this episode. I came back home for the weekend to see my brother graduate. Uh, Kobe can't be with us today, obviously, because he's in Kennesaw and back home, but not in the studio, getting everything to y'all facts you already know, but really hype last night off that Rockets win, baby. That's what I'm talking about. Houston's up three games of two, and I mean, what I've been telling y'all, man, Rockets in seven, but I'm not going to lie. I feel a little worse about this now with Chris. Paul getting ruled out today. I feel like if this injury wasn't serious, they would have come out and said something like, oh, Chris Paul's not worried about it. But they said Chris Paul was worried about it. And I mean, he just got ruled out now for the game. I was kind of waiting to see his status before I started podcasting for y'all today. Um, It worries me a lot, honestly. I mean, I wasn't going to pick the Rockets to win in Golden State anyway. I feel like Golden State's too good to lose at home. I think this is the best team in the history of the league. So, I mean, there's no way they lose at home. But I just really hope that he's okay because, I mean, I'd hate to see this series be decided because Chris Paul's hurt. I don't think that Houston can win without him. He did so much, hit so many big shots last night down the stretch with those threes. He was hitting where he shimmied in Steph Curry's face. I mean, Chris Paul absolutely went off in the second half last night. I mean, James Harden struggled, but it was just a great team game by them. Eric Gordon carried them again off the bench. He had 24 points, hit kind of the dagger three off that hardened pass with about 40 seconds left to put them up by a uh, four points, two possession game. But more so what I want to talk about rather than how well the Rockets play defense because I mean PJ Tucker and Trevor Reza got after it last night like I've been telling y'all them two on the wings I felt like that the Warriors should have taken it at Ariza more and got him in foul trouble I mean PJ Tucker was getting all over those loose balls he was actually plus 14 plus minus the best of anybody Uh, Paul was actually minus 13 but it's a lot tougher for Houston to play when Harden's off the floor I really think that uh, Harden's struggling on threes because he's missed his last 23 pointers is more so because because Golden State tries to switch picks and like I saw multiple times where they have Durant at the top and they would set a screen and they would try to switch so they could get Capella on Durant or they try to switch so they can get Harden on Durant or Curry or something like that. I feel like they're tired from playing so hard on the defensive end. I mean, they held the Warriors to 94 points, hold them under 100 the last two games. That's no easy task right there. So, I mean, big things from the Rockets. So, I mean, that's what you want to see out of your defense. I love seeing that by them, but I really think this what we need to talk about is how unclutch Steph Curry is in the playoffs. I mean, he played okay in that first finals when they played against Cleveland, but I really feel like Iguodala was the player who carried him through that series. I mean, Curry probably would have won MVP if it wasn't for how well Iguodala played. So, I mean, we can give him a pass there, but he kind of choked in that Thunder series now. Klay Thompson was the one who carried them through the end of that one. We had that, I think it was 30-point quarter or something like that. He hit 13 threes, NBA playoff record in a game. I mean, Klay Thompson absolutely carried them through that game and did everything this team needed. Um, I mean, Kevin Durant, man, he had the finals MVP the next year. That was all about KD. I mean, Kev Curry lost. He got frustrated through his mouthpiece, got ejected against when he fouled out against the uh, Cavs. I mean, I just feel like Steph Curry doesn't really get it done in the playoffs. Last night, he was 8 of 17 shooting. I mean, that's under 50% from the field. That's not exactly what you want there from Steph. And he looked frustrated. I mean, the Rockets do a good job of getting him to switch into bad matchups and making him play hard defense. And I really think, though, that him and KD aren't ready to take the big-time shots to win these games. How are you going to go to Draymond Green and Klay Thompson on the two biggest shots of your season? I just feel like you can't do that if you're the Warriors now. I feel like the Warriors are going to win big tomorrow. I just think that they're going to bounce back 
back. They'll respond well to what happened. And this is a resilient team. I mean, this team is first time ever losing three games now in a playoff series with Kevin Durant on their team. So this team has uh, not been to these waters yet with Durant, but I think they can definitely weather them, especially if Paul's banged up. I mean, Houston absolutely has to have him. A lot of people are arguing that Paul's more valuable than Harden. I mean, yeah, Harden had one of his bad games in the playoffs. You can't overreact to that. I've heard people saying today that Harden shouldn't be MVP, and it's absolutely ridiculous. I mean, Harden literally carried them last game. Yeah, he faded in the second half, but that's because all their defensive attention was on him, and Chris Paul carried them in the second half. I mean, we saw that happen with Steph Curry and Durant. We saw Steph Curry have that huge... We saw Durant carry them through the first half of game uh, three, and then we saw Steph Curry carry them in the third quarter and basically make their game unreachable. That's how superstars play. I mean, any team's going to go into halftime and automatically shift their defense. Oh, James Harden has 24 points against us at halftime. Of course you're going to play harder defense on him. Of course you're going to try to shut him down, hold him to four points second half, but you can't stop Chris Paul. I mean, yeah, Chris Paul, when he's out there on the floor, the Rockets are basically shooting the same field goal. They're basically shooting the same percentage from everywhere. And if you look at all the stats when they don't have him on there, they're basically all the same when they have uh, Harden instead of Paul. I mean, yeah, they, it was only, uh, I think, like 20 or 34, 24 games or something like that without him. But, I mean, still, the stats are almost the same. It's the only thing that's really different is the points per game differential was uh, plus 10.2 instead of in, uh, plus. And then without him, it was plus. 4.4. So, I mean, realistically, you're not missing much without him on the floor. I mean, Houston did so much good stuff last night, even though the Warriors kind of did what they wanted to. I mean, they forced the Warriors though, to turn the ball over 18 times. That was huge, and they got 18 points off those turnovers. So, I mean, that's a big margin right there. But, I mean, the Warriors still had 18 assists. Obviously, they're a team who likes to pass the ball 300 times. They like to get more so above 18, probably in like that 20, 24 range in assists. But, I mean, still pretty much the same thing. The Warriors actually out-rebounding them 51-46. So, I mean, there's a little food for thought there. They shot a better field goal percentage for them. Both teams shot atrociously there from the field. The Rockets hit 13 to 10 3 reason. I mean, realistically, that's kind of the difference there. Also, Houston got the free throw line. They took 32 free throws last night. Houston is great at doing that. Um, something else I really didn't like about the game last night is I thought the officials did a terrible job. thought they made a lot of bad calls, like that one play where we literally saw Kevin Durant push. He pushed him with two hands, pushes Trevor Ariza, and Trevor Ariza has his arms out saying, like, don't touch me, basically, and gets called for foul. That was the worst call I think I've seen this season, and there was a couple more after that, but I mean, even like when that they made that call, I mean, yeah, Harden definitely lost that ball and double dribbled there, but they went back and changed it. I mean, these referees looked awful last night. They should not be allowed to call another game. Um, I just feel like the Golden State, though, this is playing to their advantage with this Chris Paul injury. I think it's going to hurt Houston a lot moving forward. But, I mean, I still don't think, though, that Durant or Steph are ready for this clutch moment. We saw Steph's layup rim out. Then they give the ball to Draymond who gets stripped. I just don't think they're ready for it. I feel like Houston's role players are playing better than their role players as well. Klay Thompson's a little banged up, too, although he had a good game last night. Eight for 14, four, seven for three. I mean, 23 points. That's about what you want from Clay, one of your best shooters. You're not really getting anything from these bench guys but honestly you only need those four guys to shoot those are your four best players I really like though how Draymond is aggressive in big moments I feel like that he's one of the more underrated players in the league he played the most minutes him and Clay played the most minutes last night more than Steph and KD but it was only by one or two minutes but I'm in I just love how Draymond's resilient and just keeps on taking Adam. I really think they need Iguodala back. I feel like it was kind of a smart move by Kerr I think he'll sit Iguodala again tomorrow and bring him back for game seven 
I'm not going to lie. I'm nervous about this game seven with this Chris Paul injury. I mean, if you put a gun to my head right now, I'm not going to lie. I'm picking Golden State to win game seven just because we really don't know about this Chris Paul injury. But if Chris Paul is okay, Rockets have got it. But it's going to be tough. This is going to be a great series. I can't wait to see what else comes from it. I mean, it was a great game. These last two games have been two of the best games of the playoffs. So, I mean, I'm excited to see what happens here. All right. So since we just talked about a good series, let's move forward here and talk about an awful series. And this is Cavs Celtics. I mean, this series is absolutely unwatchable, guys. I hate watching this. I mean, y'all know how I am. I like seeing running gun and stuff, but it's not even the fact they're slowing it down. It's just bad basketball. It's just a blowout one way or the other. We've seen how awful the Celtics are on the way and how good they are at home. Same thing with the Cavs. I mean, I'm not going to get statistically into what happened in game game five and what's going to happen in game six just because I feel like it's a waste of my time. Let's be honest. I think Cleveland's going to blow them out tonight. As usual, Celtics don't show up on the road. It'll be more of the same. Celtics road woes. I mean, there's they just can't play on the road. These are all role players and they feed off the crowd energy. I've really never seen a home court advantage like this outside of college sports. I mean, in the NFL, to an extent, there's a pretty good home court or home uh, field advantage, but though I've never seen one like this in the NBA. It's kind of absurd how bad both these teams are on the road. I think the Cavs will win by 10 tonight, and I think the Celtics win Game 7. I mean, I just think there's no way that you can pick Cleveland Game 7. Yeah, they have LeBron, but I mean, it's what we've said every single game this series. LeBron's had some good games. He had 42 that one game in Boston they still lost the game by 10 points when they're up by eight at halftime. I mean, I just think that this series is absolutely horrible basketball to watch. I can't stand watching it. I don't even want to watch the game tonight, but you know me. I just love watching basketball, so of course I'm going to watch it, but it's going to be a game where we're going to see the Celtics struggle to hit shots. Cleveland's going to struggle to hit shots, too. It's not going to be pretty, but Cleveland's going to get it done at home. They have the best player in the world on their team. They'll get it done tonight, but in game seven, I just feel like Boston, all their players will be firing. They'll hit a lot of shots. Cleveland will stick with them for a while, but eventually Cleveland's going to hit that cold stretch where they can't buy a basket and they're not going to be able to score. I really think Tyron Lue's inability to coach is what has been costing him. I mean, the fact that he said Corver didn't play as many minutes because Ojale didn't was stupid. Corver's not that much of a defensive player. He's been your only consistent number two option. I feel like him and LeBron have been the only consistent players for Cleveland throughout the playoffs. Yeah, Corver's had a couple bad games. Shit, LeBron's had a couple bad games. LeBron going for 22 and whatnot is not a good to most people it's a good game, but for LeBron it's not in these playoffs and you really just say a lot of times LeBron needs to do more. Can LeBron do more? So, I mean, I really like Cavs tonight. Like I said, Game 7, I like the Celtics. There's no evidence Cleveland's given me that they can win Game 7. I know I tweeted Cavs in 7, but it's definitely out in Buckhead, so I was thinking a little uh, not as right at first. I mean, LeBron definitely didn't look worried, but I think LeBron does need to be worried. I think there needs to be a sense of urgency. They don't have good coaching. This team is very inconsistent. I just don't think they can win a game in Boston, and honestly, I hope Boston wins. I know all I've been saying I hope the Cavs win, but the Cavs are awful, man. I cannot stand watching them play. It's miserable. I mean, this team can't shoot 50% from the field. They just play bad basketball. The Celtics at least can win. I think the Cavs will get absolutely swept off the floor in the finals. Like, they cannot beat the Rockets or Golden State a single game. I like Rockets or Golden State in four against the Cavs, but if the Celtics make it, the Celtics can at least defend home court once. I think that's when the home court winning streak will end. I mean, even if they do defend home court, they're still going down in six. So, I mean, they can't play on the road. They'll get blown out by both those teams on the road. I just really wish that we had Kyrie and Gordon Hayward. This series would be much more. Actually, this series would be over if Kyrie and Gordon Hayward were playing, but it would be just much more fun. I just want to watch good basketball. You know, like I can't stand watching this turnovers, bad shots and stuff like you want to see the intensity. And I feel like there's no intensity in this series because everybody's getting blown out when it's time to step the intensity up. We saw the intensity go up five times in the fourth quarter. That's one of the best fourth quarters I've seen all season last night. So 
definitely am hoping for a good game tonight. Will it happen? No. I predict Cavs by 10 tonight. I'm picking Cavs tonight. The spread's sitting at Cleveland minus 7. So, I mean, I'm taking Cleveland money line and Cleveland minus 7. Cleveland money lines minus uh, 350. That's pretty hefty, but I just don't see any way the Celtics win this game tonight. I mean, Jason Tatum has stepped his play up. I will say that. His rookie's great. He's going to be a great player in the future of the league. I mean, he absolutely went off last game and kind of took over, which is what you want to see. So, I think Tatum will make that all-star jump here pretty quick. But like I said, Cavs are winning tonight. Look for the Celtics to win game seven. Jason Tatum will absolutely put this team on his back once again and take them to the next round. All right. So before I switch it over to baseball, I got to talk one more time about a little basketball here. And we just saw the uh, first team, all NBA teams for one, two and three all come out. I mean, I have no beef with the first team. I love James Harden, LeBron, Anthony Davis, Damian Lillard and Kevin Durant all on that team. I think they're the best players at their position. I mean, what Damian Lillard did in the second half of the season where he was averaging over 30 points a game and he absolutely carried that Blazers team to the three seed and it's all based off regular season so I mean I think Damian Lillard's the right pick there I saw a lot of people complaining about it but I feel like there's no way you can't not go with Damian Lillard um on the second team, I definitely have beef, though, with LaMarcus Aldridge being there on the second team. Um, I'm, I just feel like that Carl Anthony Towns is better than him at forward, and I think that they absolutely robbed Rudy Gobert of being on this team. I just think that you should have put, and honestly, Steph Curry, too, but I'll get to that in a second, but I just feel like that Cat is more of a forward so than a center because they like playing dang a lot, but I mean, even though he's listed as both, you can put him up there and kick Aldridge down or honestly off. I don't think LaMarcus Aldridge deserved to make any of these all NBA teams. He didn't really do all that much. Rudy Gobert had the best defensive win share in the league. I mean, we all saw how crazy the numbers were when the Jazz had him and didn't have him. When the Jazz got him back, they went to the fourth seed in the West from being completely out of the playoffs and absolutely dominated the Western Conference the second half of the season. So I just feel like all that alone showed how valuable and how good Gobert was. Yeah, he doesn't score a lot, but like I said, he affects so many shots and does so much on the defensive end of the basketball. I just feel like that he deserved to be on the third team, and Steph Curry to me missed too many games. He was out way too much. Yeah, Steph Curry's a very important player, but I just really felt like that Steph Curry didn't deserve to be on there. I felt like Chris Paul deserved to have his spot. I mean, everything Chris Paul did this season, I mean, Chris Paul absolutely got after it, guys. This Rockets team completely dominated the Western Conference. I really feel like Chris Paul deserved to be on there over Steph Curry. And honestly, I could make another argument here that Jimmy Butler didn't deserve to be on that team either because of the time he missed and that they should have uh, put Draymond Green on the team. Like I said, Draymond Green's that dirty work player. He takes all the bad beef. He's the X factor. He's a junkyard dog. I mean, he gets the rebounds. You see somebody knock over Steph Curry. Yeah, Steph Curry points at him with his mouthpiece in his hand, but he's not doing anything about it. You know, Draymond's the one who's going to come and deck him next possession. Draymond, he's the one who argues with the refs, complains to him. He's the one who has everybody on the team's back. I really feel like that Draymond deserved to be on that team over Jimmy who missed some time. I mean, yeah, the Wolves are absolutely killing it when they had Butler as opposed to when he got injured, but I just really feel like those players got robbed, especially Gobert. I feel like in, if I had to rank them one, two, three of who should have been on the team, I would go Gobert one, Draymond two, and then CP3 at three. I just really feel like those guys didn't play enough games, and on top of that, those players just had so much a big impact on their team. But other than that, I feel like they did a pretty good job of getting it right. Obviously, Harden and LeBron were the consensus players. Harden's still the MVP. He had one bad playoff game. I mean, LeBron's team is absolute garbage. So it's got to be Harden for MVP. I mean, we'll get down to that. We're going to argue that next week. But I'll conclude that for this basketball segment. All right, guys. So I'm bringing the lightning round back today. And let's first off, let's start with Braves-Red Sox. So the Braves-Red Sox are about to start a three-game series. Both these teams are hot. Uh, Braves are second in the 
NL, and Boston has the best record in baseball at 33 and 15, Braves at 29 and 18. Uh, currently, Atlanta's eight in total team ERA, and Boston is nine, so it's about the same there. Boston's first in baseball and hits. Braves are third. Boston's second in runs. Braves are third. I mean, Freeman and Mark Kakis, both top five in baseball and average. We all know what Mookie Betts has been doing in this rest of this Red Sox team. This is going to be a really fun matchup. Our pitching matchups, we got Newcomb versus Rodriguez. I mean, actually, I think they switched it to Tehran. My bad. This is Tehran today. I mean, both these pitchers have over four ERAs, but they're both very good. Then we got Newcomb versus Pomerantz. Newcomb's five and one. Pomerantz is one and two. I mean, I like Newcomb in that matchup. Yeah, he's young and he's pitching in Boston, but I mean, it's going to be a fun matchup to watch. Last, we got Fulte versus Sale. Obviously, Sale there, but I really think tonight's matchup's the best. Tehran and Rodriguez are both four and one. Both have over ERAs over four, so I mean, that's really going to be a fun matchup to watch right there. I'm excited to see what happens. Tomorrow, we got the Champions League final. We got Real Madrid versus Liverpool. I mean, I watch soccer. I follow it. I don't know that much about it. That's why I don't really talk about it like that. Or like, I don't know it. Like, I know the NBA and stuff. So I try not to talk about it that much, but that's my what to watch for for the weekend. That game's going to be really fun to watch. I'll let y'all know who I'm betting on and what I'm picking. Right now, I'm leaning kind of towards Liverpool. I feel like the season Salah is coming off of. He's got some magic ready for Real Madrid tomorrow, and they're going to pull the big road upset. So, I mean, I'm really excited to watch that game. We'll see what happens. And the last thing I'm going to talk about for this lightning round is Hunter Henry tearing his ACL and do I think that uh, we'll see Antonio Gates come back and honestly I think it comes down to if Antonio Gates really wants to play football this is his best opportunity to be a starting tight end and play a lot I'm really hurt Hunter Henry went down I had him in fantasy last year he's one of my sleepers he's very good I'm extremely good at fantasy football I'll show you all my teams last year if you don't believe me on my Twitter but I'm very good at it and trust me I'm gonna have a nice fantasy football podcast to help you all out I'm kind of pissed though I got to help you all out with fantasy football because I don't want people stealing my picks but I got to help the people out but like I said, if that Antonio Gates wants to play in the NFL, this is his best opportunity. But at the same time, there might be a little bit of a ego here in play where he's kind of like, nah, screw y'all. Y'all y'all cut me. So, I mean, it's interesting to see what happens there. It's a big loss for the Chargers. They're losing a guy like Hunter Henry in OTAs. He's gotten better every season and shown how good he can be as a pass-catching tight end, especially in the red zone. So, that's big time. I know a lot of people are picking the Chargers to go deep. I really like this team. I've been looking through their schedule. It's going to be a hard schedule. I mean, this AFC West is going to be the most stacked-up division in the NFL, I think, along with the uh, NFC South. So, I mean, those two divisions alone are going to be the two divisions that are going to go at it. So, it's definitely going to be interesting to see what happens here. One of those teams is going to end up with an awful season, kind of like what happened to the Buccaneers. They just fall behind and lose too many interdivision games. So, I'm really excited, though, for this NFL season. And trust me, I'm about to start giving y'all more NFL stuff. The NBA season is just too hot right now. So, kind of sticking more with NBA stuff. But come after the draft and free agency dies down a little bit, tons of NFL stuff coming. Trust me, I got you guys. Don't put up. I got him on his hands and the rice. The home and the ram with the dice. Every week I change my clouds. Gotta fend this door in my house. Gotta really go rush my house. Gotta wash my wrist cause a house. My bitch can't sleep in my house. Make a sleep at the hotel now. And when you talk me, you're talking on cap. And your diamonds ain't looking like tap. I was always looking for the pouch. Keep an army, bitch, my lap.